Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. Hey, everyone, and welcome to Real Presence Live here on the Real Presence Radio Network. Glad to be with you this morning. I'm one of your hosts, Brandon Clark, joined by... Happy Monday, John Clark here. John Clark. Start of a fresh week. Yes. Spring. Spring and spring. I I see that we are supposed to hit the 50s sometime this week. Yeah. I think it's the end of the week because there's there's like a rain, snow, storm that's supposed to come through. I just happened to just skip over that. Yeah. Weirdly enough. Yeah. It's easy. I, you know, that, that mental blocking, I think, is very common around these parts this time of year. You know, what's kind of funny, I, I look at my yard now, there's no snow on it. And so I instinctively want to do something in my yard, but everything's still frozen. So you can't do anything. <laughs> so I'm like, what? you know, I, I, I want to do something. Let me do something now, because I know in the summer I'm not going to want to do any of it, because I'm going to be tired of doing it all summer long. You know? yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, welcome to Real Presence Live. Again, we are so glad to be with you this morning. Thank you for joining us from wherever you are across the five-state region. Maybe you're further out, you're smarter, you're listening from Florida or Texas or Arizona still. You, uh, you have made the smart decision to stay back until we hit the 60s, whenever that is. That's like June, right? Around here? Yeah. Yeah, June. Anyway, uh, we, uh, we've got That's a great t- show. Temperature not miles per hour wind, right? <laughs> yes, okay, yes. Okay, just, yes. just clarify. <laughs> We've got a great show lined up for you today, but before we get into that, we do want to start with a prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Heavenly Father, I praise and thank you for all you have given me. Please cover me with the protective, precious blood of your Son, Jesus Christ, and increase your Holy Spirit in me with the gifts of wisdom, knowledge, understanding, hunger for prayer, and discernment to help me know your will and surrender to it more completely. Father, Please heal my negative emotions and any wounds in my heart and spirit. Send the sword of your Holy Spirit to sever and break all spells, curses, hexes, voodoo, and all negative genetic, intergenerational, and addictive material, past, present, or to come, known or unknown, against me, my relationships, and family finances, possessions, and ministry. Father, I forgive and ask forgiveness for my sins and failings, and ask that my whole person, body and mind, heart and will, soul and spirit, memory and emotions, attitudes and values be cleansed, renewed, and protected by the most precious blood of your Son, Jesus Christ. Through the name, power, blood, and authority of Jesus Christ, I bind and break the power and effect in and around me of any and all evil spirits who are trying to harm me in any way. I command these spirits and their companion spirits in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit to leave me peacefully and quietly. Jesus, I thank you for healing the effects of these spirits in and around me. Dear Holy Spirit, please fill any void in me with your overflowing great love. All this, Father, I pray in the name of Jesus Christ, by the guidance of your Holy Spirit, Immaculate Heart of Mary, Spouse of the Holy Spirit, Please pray for me and with me. Amen. In the 
name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for that, John. Always a great way to start the show. And uh, to our listeners, because they're listeners and they're not watchers, uh, I just want to point out that uh, you've got a cast on your wrist this morning. What's up with that? I had some surgery on my thumb. Um, actually, it was about six months ago, but I like to keep it on every because people <laughs> give me so much pity. They do so many nice things for me when they think I can't do it. So, but no, I'm kidding. I get it off tomorrow. I can't wait. That's great. It's on my right hand. So, and I'm right-handed. So I'm, I'm just really getting a lot of appreciation for people that are left-handed. Yeah. I got the chance to see your show notes and, uh, <laughs> I can't read them. I'm not sure how you can read them, but <laughs> it's advanced hieroglyphics. Yes. Well, thank you again for joining us this morning here on Real Presence Live. As I mentioned at the top of the show, we have a great show. We're going to be talking about intentional parenting and what that looks like. Shanley is doing some pretty cool things yeah. as well. Shanley High School in Fargo for Lent as we continue through Lent. I believe next week is actually Holy Week already. It is. That's crazy how fast it goes. So we'll talk about this program that they are doing there and uh, how we can maybe even make that a part of our own Lenten journey as we head towards the finish line. And then we've got a big bike race to talk about. I can't believe it. It's already that time of year, John. I know. It's just crazy. <clears throat> so uh, the NDSU versus UND bike race, the infamous bike race, it is a, it is a battle. UND, NDSU. And finally, we will wrap up the show with a... I'm really excited about this topic because... Uh, I think it's something that uh, we don't always think about, and Bill Donahue is going to be on with us. He's with the Theology of the Body Institute. That topic is tonic masculinity versus toxic masculinity. Now, in our culture, we've certainly heard of toxic masculinity, mm -hmm. but tonic masculinity, what is that? That's yeah, I think that um, we're going to find out a lot about the, the war that is being waged on authentic masculinity. So please tune in for that. You're going to really enjoy that. Absolutely. So we are going to head into our first interview of the morning, talking about intentional parenting, what that looks like, how our culture is battling against us as parents, and all that, plus more. So we have Karen Potter of Covenant Eyes joining us this morning. Good morning, Karen. Good morning. Thanks for having me. How are you this morning? I'm doing great. Oh, my gosh. I heard you guys talking about the weather earlier, and we actually have some sleet up here in Michigan, so we're looking forward to spring getting here if it ever arrives. What is the temp out there in Michigan? Oh, goodness. It must be in the 30s this morning. Okay. <laughs> Pretty okay. chilly. Not too far <laughs> away from us. We're, I think we were like 25 this mm -hmm. morning when I woke up, so... Oh, delightful. <laughs> we're, we're sorry to be sending you that kind of weather. You guys need to be warmer than us. Yeah, I know. Yeah, please keep that off to the west. <laughs> <laughs> it will do. So, spoiler alert, Karen is actually my manager as I work at Covenant Eyes, and uh, it's such a pleasure and a joy working with her. She has a heart for this mission, and, you know, as a parent herself and raising kids, has a heart for being a good parent and being an intentional parent, especially as we look at the challenges we face in our digital world with phones and computers and things like pornography, uh, you know, you look at predators and, and the different apps that they can work in. There's a lot of things that we just need to be aware of as a parent. And, you know, Karen, maybe we could just talk a little bit about your work and what you do for Covenant Eyes in this area. 
Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much. Um, so just to let the listeners know, I am the Director of Church and Partnership Marketing for Covenant Eyes. I joined Covenant Eyes, oh gosh, it's going on six years ago, um, because as a mother and an educator and even a youth leader, I was witnessing firsthand the effects of technology on our young people and, and my own children, and I was really, really concerned. Um, I wanted to get involved in a mission to be part of the change and to, to fight back against the culture, and the opportunity with Covenant Eyes really presented me with that opportunity to get involved in a new way. So I'm just really excited about the work that we do here at Covenant Eyes. You know, we, we support families, we support men and women who are really um, specifically struggling with pornography addiction, but we also really educate and equip parents to, to navigate technology because that's one of the toughest things that we face as parents right now. Um, you know, the culture is working against us and technology is spoon feeding that to our children. So, I, you know, that's, that's kind of how I got involved with Covenant Eyes and, and gosh, I'm just so excited to be part of that mission. Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree with you on that front. You know, and for our listeners, just I want to let you know that we need you to stay tuned throughout this entire interview because we do have a special offer for you in this educational aspect of learning what it means to be an intentional parent towards the end of the interview. So I just want to encourage you, stay with us throughout the entire half hour here because there's a great offer that uh, we'll have for you and uh, and learning more about uh, the tools and everything that you need. Karen, God bless you for what you do. I think that um, <clears throat> the call to to do something, it takes takes a lot, I would imagine, to experience what we're experiencing today as culture. And rather than consider it, I mean, I'm sure you consider it daunting to a certain extent, but to be able to step forward to, to really try to make an impact on it, I think is, is admirable and certainly... Um, Fantastic. So I, I, I personally appreciate it, and I'm sure that those that Covenant Eyes have, has helped uh, really appreciate that as well. The, the uh, heart of this interview, intentional parenting, really caught my eye. Can, what is intentional parenting? I mean, what, what does it look like? Yeah, that's a really good question, and I do a lot of parent presentations and get asked that question quite a bit. So, uh, you know, our greatest focus as parents and our investment for our children really needs to be that we are helping them to grow, to know, and to love the Lord. Um, and part of intentional parenting is us as parents being disciplined, which isn't always easy as, as parents, and uh, sometimes making hard choices, maybe even unpopular choices, to help our children grow and to be responsible adults. One of the, the things that I like to bring up when I'm teaching on intentional parenting is that as parents, we really need to first lead by example. So, you know, part of being intentional is really thinking about how we, and this is specific to technology, but could be applicable across many parts of our lives, how we're using technology in our own lives and being honest about that, because our kids learn more by what we do than what we say. So for, for parents out there that are listening, as part of that intentionality, we really need to think about, are we, are we saying that we value family time? Are we saying that we value these things, but our, our actions are not supporting that? Um, the other part to being intentional with our parenting, and, and it's not always popular, and I, a lot of parents really cringe at this, is that we actually need to take a look at when we are allowing technology into our children's lives. 
you know, it's weird, but when we go to the grocery store or I, I know when I'm at the gym, I see parents, you know, handing their children as young as three and five years old their iPads and iPhones to play with while mom's working out. And unfortunately, we would never do that with the keys to our vehicles. You, you cannot just give your children technology and, and maybe put on some some blocking mechanisms and hope everything's going to go well. Part of being intentional is actually being very thoughtful and considerate as to when technology is integrated into your home life. You know, there's there's people uh, in tech, uh, Silicon Valley, um, who actually send their kids to uh, traditional schools where technology is not part of the curriculum. You know, Bill Gates is famous for not letting his kids use technology. The late Steve Jobs did the same thing. There's something to the fact that these people know something we don't. They're not allowing technology in their home. So as parents, being intentional means you might have to go against the culture. You might need to consider holding back on technology until your kids are in eighth grade or high school when they're more able to navigate making good decisions online. And that way you have protected them and prepared them. Um, when kids are young, their minds are malleable. So you know, the average age for exposure to pornography now is eight to nine years old. And that is because children, they're not seeking it out. They're, you know, being exposed to it unintentionally. And so as parents, part of that intentionality is protecting our kids when we can and then equipping them and, and raising them to understand how to use technology before we give them technology. Was, the other thing that, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to, I was going to say that, you know, you, the, the, what we're talking about seems to be something that either can be created as a parent um, before their parents or when you spoke, let me ask you this, when you, when you speak to parents, are you speaking to people that, you know, with preteens and toddlers are, uh, what age range are they, uh, age range are they actually being, um, you know, involved in the intentional parenting? Yeah. So, I mean, intentional parenting starts right from the get go. I Mm -hmm. mean, as parents, this needs to be, a lifelong um, endeavor that we we participate in. So with younger kids, the intentional part is not allowing your children to be exposed to technology when they're young. You know, there's a lot of uh, study and research that shows that, you know, kids being bored and having free time and being outdoors and all of these things are healthy for their development. And so as parents, part of that intentionality is making sure that you've got boundaries in place and that you're protecting them. And as they continue to grow, um, you know, preteens, obviously, technology is in a lot of schools, so you're going to have to educate and equip your kids on how to nav- navigate technology and redeem technology for good. But then you also have to be honest with yourself and prepare your children for being exposed to things that are not good. Um, they need to know what to do if someone, a groomer or, um, you know, someone that's trying to get access to your children, they need to know what to do. They also need to know what to do when they're exposed to pornography. So we have to be having these conversations from an early age and equipping them to to address those things. Um, the last piece to that intentionality uh, piece is that as your kids enter into that preteen teen stage, it is really important as parents we don't just put our head in the sand to the culture and um, what's happening on technology. We need to stay aware of trends. We need to know what's going on. And so I tend to lean into a group called access.org. Um, they go out and they really research uh, what's trending on TikTok and Instagram and all the other social platforms and what are the, the words that teens are using. And it just helps me be a better parent because I need to know what my kids are being exposed to, whether it's at school or online, so that I can help them and coach them and guide them 
um, to address those things. If you're just tuning in, we're visiting with Karen Potter of Covenant Eyes, talking about intentional parenting, and we're just getting started on this conversation. We do need to head to a quick break, so stay with us as we continue this conversation and dive further into what can I do as a parent. We'll be back on Real Presence Life. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hi, I'm Carrie Dew, the Executive Director of Riverview Place in Fargo. The blessing of our foundation built on faith and our sense of fellowship strengthens our sense of safety, security, and community. This is what the region has come to rely on at Riverview Place for the past 35 years. We'd love to have you join us. Call 701-237-4700 to set up a tour today or check us out at homeishere.org. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with a creative gift planning tip. Have interruptions impacted your charitable giving? If you feel like you have less to give this year or are waiting until you get through these recent challenges, we want to let you know about some creative gift options that won't cost you a dime this year. For example, you could designate Real Presence Radio as the beneficiary of all or percentage of your IRA or make RPR beneficiary of a percentage of your estate or specific asset. Make a bequest commitment gift this year without impacting your savings or investments. To learn more about the benefits of making a charitable bequest, please visit our plan giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. Do you know a priest who has made a difference in your life or at your parish? One who has helped you through a loss, discern an important decision, or celebrated the sacraments with you and your family? Real Presence Radio would like to know about these amazing priests. Visit our website at realpresenceradio.com contact to nominate your priest. And each week on Real Presence Live, we will recognize one of our priests with a dozen donuts generously donated by a local business. Help us honor our fathers by nominating your priest today. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back to Real Presence Live here on the Real Presence Radio Network. I'm one of your hosts this morning, Brandon Clark, joined by... John Clark, good morning. Good morning. We are having a fantastic conversation with Karen Potter. She's the Director of Marketing Church and Affiliate Partnership Channels at Covenant Eyes. We're talking about intentional parenting and what that looks like. And Karen, before the break, you were talking about this idea of intentional parenting and how, in a way, I mean, families really, they want to value family time. They want to value being together and building those relationships. But I think there's some soul searching or, or some searching of the heart that needs to be done for, as parents are, are listening and reflecting on this. And that's the idea of values versus ideals. What do I mean by that? I mean that what we put our time, our money, and our energy into is what we truly value. And if we are not doing that, if, if there is a value, but we're not putting our time, money, and energy into it, 
then really it's just an ideal. It's something we would like to have, but it's not an actual value. And I wonder if you can speak to this a little bit in talking about how we probably have a lot of great intentions of being a family, but for some reason, you know, whether it's the, the busyness of the, the kids' activities, whether it's getting caught in front of screens, you know, it's, it's not actually a value many times. It's more of an ideal. Yeah, that's a really good point, Brandon. And, you know, it, it is so true that where we put our, our money really speaks to where our values are. And so um, as a parent, I remember, you know, it is very, very difficult to say no to a lot of really good things. You know, my kids were um, in sports, they were in theater, they were in a lot of activities, youth group, all sorts of things. And there became a point where I, I remember very clearly we were running the roads until 10 o'clock every night. And there was this period of time where, you know, everyone was exhausted. Everyone was grumpy. Everybody was really struggling. And, you know, my husband and I, we had to sit down and we really had to make some tough decisions. And we had to have our children make some decisions about what activities they wanted to be involved in. And we had to put a limit to it. Um, You know, we really, as parents, you know, we have to have that same kind of, um, kind of parameter in our life when it comes to technology that we do when it comes to, you know, being involved in too many activities. Intentional parenting is really about, you know, making sure that the way that we're, um, that we're living and the choices that we're making and the things that we're modeling to our children actually reflect, reflect the values that we have. Um, so I would encourage parents that, you know, a lot of, and this is hard to do, but you really need to um, value family time and you do that by, you know, at dinner time, the phones don't come to the table, and you know when when there's game nights or other things like that, technology is set aside. And by doing that, you're really modeling to your children that there are things that are more important than you know being connected in in technology spaces. Um, and it just it reinforces those words that we say to our families. Um, but I, I just think it's really important that we do that. You know, I look at. Um Myself, actually, we're raising our, our grandson, and we tend to fall to that, um, to that, that tech ease, in a sense. It's, it's, it's lazy, in a sense. And so the first thing I think of is if, if I was a parent and I'm, and I'm deep into this with my preteen, and I'm going, you know, this has got to stop. What, what are some of the things that, that parents or godparents or grandparents, for that matter, can do to yeah. kind of turn the, turn the tables a little bit, start to point in the right direction, the intentional direction? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, and it's, I want to give people hope because, I mean, we've all been there. You know, we, we get down a road a little too far and we realize, wait, this is not where I wanted to go. And so I just, I want to let parents know that, you know, it's never too late to start and it's never too late to change directions. You know, if you find yourself kind of and, and I've been there. I did that with my own children. You know, there were times where, you know, I at that time, TV was kind of our technology that we had. You know, I found my kids watching TV. You can adjust the sales, though. So the nice thing is, is that for parents, if you find, like, you know, you're using it as a babysitter or a crutch or a time filler, you know, what you can do is you can admit to your kids, like, it's okay to say, look, you know, as your parent, I'm doing the very best that I can, and I'm, I'm trying to to um, use the Bible as, as our guide, and I, I've made some mistakes, and I feel like maybe technology is taking root in, a, in our lives in a way that I don't want them, you know, want it to, and I think that there's a better way forward. forward. So what you do is you just, you're real honest with your kids, and you say, we're going to make a change, and we're going to change our direction a little bit. We're going to do it together. 
Um, mom and dad also are going to, you know, take a break from technology, and together as a family, we're going to we're going to work on some good habits and, and insert um, family time and game night and things like that. So I just want to say, like, it is really important that, you know, don't don't just give up because it's hard or maybe you think you're too far down the road because really you can pivot at any time and make a change. And it's okay to be honest with your kids that maybe, you know, everybody's, you know, going down the technology road too far and we need to back, back up a little bit. You know, fear can have a, a significant impact on what we do or what we don't do. So for those parents out there who are thinking like, this is a really great idea, but there's fear in their heart about, you know, how things are going to go if they start to pull back on technology in their family, or, you know, if they don't, if they decide that maybe my child does not need a phone until a certain age and how that will impact them growing up with their friends in school you know, can you address this fear, Karen, and um, help just encourage our parents in, yeah, this is going to be a tough challenge, but it's going to be worth it. Yeah, I, I remember so clearly that state, that feeling of fear, you know, being the parent who did not allow technology with uh, my children until they were in high school. I, you know, I felt I felt afraid that, you know, am I making a mistake? Everybody else is doing this. People in our church were doing, you know, giving their kids phones and technology, and my kids were constantly, you know, constantly complaining about this. Like, why do I have to be uncool and all of these things? And I had a lot of fear even just thinking about how do I talk to my kids about these topics? You know, pornography is not an easy topic. And um, as someone who is a Gen X, uh, my parents never really talked to us about um, biblical sexuality or, you know, sex or pornography or any of those topics. And so I felt really fearful and ill-equipped. And so my husband and I, when we were raising our children, we had to do a lot of research and listen to a lot of really good, wise people um, that we could get connected with that could help us and coach us. So I, I, I completely... Um, relate to that feeling of fear, but one of the things that we need to do as Christians and parents is we have to be able to step past the fear, because our job as parents is so important, and we have such an important role in our children's life, in their formation, and we must overcome the fear. So part of overcoming the fear is getting connected with other parents. I think it is so important that um, you find like-minded people and you surround yourself with them because together, you know, it's always easier to be surrounded by other people who have got your back, you know, other parents who are waiting until eighth grade to give technology because you need that reinforcement when you're feeling weak, you need that encouragement. And there are other parents out there. Um, and I think the church is a really good place to to start small groups of parents, you know, where you can talk about the challenges you're facing, give each other ideas, strengthen and encourage one another, pray together. Um, it's not perfect. It, it's not. A, there's no perfect science to this, but together we're stronger. So part of overcoming that fear, I believe, is really getting well-connected with other like-minded individuals who can be there and be your strength when you are weak and vice versa. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I think the great part about what we offer here at Covenant Eyes is educational resources. So you talked about going out and doing a lot of research, you know, when you were raising your kids. 
Covenant Eyes has, for over, over 20 years, been doing the research for you and putting together educational resources to help you so that you have an easy place to turn to. And so we do have a resource specifically that we're going to talk about here for parents who have been listening, who are, are really needing to now discern you know, what is best for their family, what is best for raising their kids, especially in terms of raising them in the faith. So, Karen, can you just talk a little bit about this resource and why it's a great opportunity for parents listening? Oh, for sure. Covenant Eyes has always been, like, such a great tool for my family because they do, like you said, go out and get the research done. I've, I've uh, provided your listeners today with a text-to-join uh, number, and I'll give that to you in just a moment, but for one of our great books called Connected, and it's How Strong Family Relationships Lead to Internet Safe Kids, and it really is just a wonderful guide for parents to help them navigate um, having conversations with kids about technology. Um, and then also, in addition to that, you get access to our free Safe Digital Family Challenge. So when you text the, the word HOME, H-O-M-E, to the number 66866, you will actually be enrolled in our free Safe Digital Family Challenge, and it provides you with short video lessons on navigating different pieces of technology and having good conversations with your kids. And at the very end of that challenge, you'll have access to our connected book um, that you'll be able to download as well. So this is a really good place to start if you're looking for an easy place to get information. Karen, thanks so much for being on with us this morning, having this important conversation. And uh, if anybody wants to, if anybody listening wants to check out any more resources, where can they go to, to find those as well? Yeah, you can go to our website at www.covenanteyes.com, and we have a wealth of resources there available for families. Absolutely. Well, thank you again for being on with us this morning. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. All right. We do have to head to a quick break, but stay with us. We're going to talk about how local Catholic schools are making Lent a priority in the lives of their students. We're going to find out how with a very special guest we're excited to visit with as Real Presence Live continues. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. 